Welcome to the Emergency Management Network Podcast. Emergency Management's trusted voice, sponsored by Disaster Tech, the Natural Disaster and Emergency Management Expo, and Titan HST. If you've been paying attention to the news, I know you have. You know that the polio virus has been found in the New York City sewage samples. And according to city and state health departments, well, they felt that this was something they are going to find. Because north of New York City, in Rockland and Orange counties, well, some virus cases have popped up. Detection of the polio virus in wastewater samples in New York City is alarming, but not surprising, according to Mary Bassett. And already the state health department, working with local and federal partners, are responding urgently to continuing and being aggressive in the investigation um, of this polio spread. Now, when I was a kid, we all had shots. I always thought the polio was kind of a thing that was in the past. And, well, like everything old, comes back around again. And this is something that we're going to have to be considering. I sat down with Kelly McKinney, and we had a discussion about a whole bunch of different things, but also about the polio virus, because, you know, he's now working in the healthcare system, and also put our predictive hats on, our Nostradamus hats, if you will, and we were looking to see what is coming potentially in the future. If you guys know Kelly McKinney, you know that he's a character and has some uh, pretty interesting takes on things, and for sure we had this great conversation. Very smart and thoughtful way of looking at what could be happening in the near future when it comes to American politics and the impacts on emergency management and, well, even the metaverse. This is not a typical episode that you would hear on the Emergency Management Network, but I thought it'd be great to share, and I hope you enjoy it too. What scares you more? The polio in the water system or the sewer system? You know, I mean, that, that's, that's a pretty scary thing. Um, or the monkeypox? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, you know, I'll I, I tell you, uh, Bill Gates was, they, somebody was interviewing Bill Gates and he said, he said, this polio thing is super scary. Like he was, he was like really adamant about what a big problem this polio thing was. So I figure he knows more than I do. So now I'm a little scared of the polio thing. Um, and we're living with monkeypox. And I was just telling you that, you know, uh, uh, just today we started to see those those curves come down. The daily out, uh, the daily um, case numbers just now starting to come down a little bit. So we may be, maybe knock wood, we may be over the hump in New York with monkeypox. But we're sure not over the hump with polio. I mean, polio is now um, just we're just seeing the leading edge of that. I don't know what I don't even know what to think about polio, right? I don't know when it, if it's spreading. You know, I don't know what that epi curve could look like because we were talking about that. There's lots of folks that have been that have had a polio vaccine. You know, you and I have had one. Are we still? Are we? Do we have immunity to polio? I hope so. I, I hope so too. But that's that's the question: is like, how long does it last? I mean, we never talked about boosters or anything for that i mean like yeah you know we could get a tighter test and see how we're how we're doing on it and yeah and you know and then like you know you know we had the uh younger kids my kids aren't polio vaccinated i mean i think they stopped doing it what in the 80s or something like when they stopped i don't don't know i don't know i remember a couple of things when i was in like second grade and they hit me with a gun that you know that's vaccine gun remember that and it left a 
I was like, wow, I don't know what that, I think that was smallpox or something. And that's a, that's a monkeypox uh, vaccine, right? So I don't know. They shot us up with a lot of stuff, Todd. And I think that explains a lot of things about why we're so warped. You know? <laughs> we are warped. That's... Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, why are we weird? Like, why are we? I think it had to do with those vaccines they had us back in the day. No. <laughs> couldn't be anything else. It couldn't be all that bad TV we watched. You know, I, I'll tell you something I'm worried about. Uh, I was I saw this thing the other day, and they were uh, talking about uh, the metaverse. They were they did this. Uh, Pew Pew did this research uh, survey of teenagers and their social media use, and TikTok now has exploded. It's only been around you know I don't know a couple of years, and now everybody's on TikTok. If you're if you're 12 to 19, like you're on TikTok. 15% of 12 to 19 year olds are on TikTok continuously from the time they wake up until the time they go to sleep. They're on TikTok continuously. 15%. Dude, that, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, it, this thing's going to suck all the kids in. Like, it's going to be, they're all going to be in the metaverse. Okay, so here's a question for you, right? What if we have a disaster in the metaverse? What do we do then? Like, do we need, like, crisis management in the metaverse do we have to go in there and like do do the kinds of things in the metaverse that we're doing over here because what if there's a disaster inside the metaverse like do we got we got to go in there and do and so you, you know you know what's funny is is um brian uh and i way back like back in 2009 we were goofing around with this thing called second life um, which is basically the metaverse, and like, you know, he cre- <laughs> he created like a like a dive, like a skydiving school, and you could buy like parachutes and all sorts of weird stuff inside the metaverse, inside the Second Life. But we created an emergency operations center. Uh, the school did that that I was at for training, uh, and you can go into the EOC and you can go sit at the desk, and you can do full activation, and there's um, you know PDFs, all sorts of stuff inside there. Um, so I could, I could see how the metaverse type thing, um, you know, could play out like that in in essence, at least at a minimum as a training ground, um, for, uh, for disaster response. Uh, But that's something that we can, that's a whole other story though. What are the things right now that, um, you think that we should be kind of forecasting, um, and, and looking at as emergency managers and specifically emergency management and healthcare? So you know, healthcare is, I think, in decent shape. And, and I don't want to speak for my colleagues in healthcare, but, you know, there's nothing that gets you more resilient than going through a, a, a major disaster. So you've got a lot of people that, and, and that's not to say people aren't tired, and that's not to say that we're not sort of beat down, but, you know, we, healthcare is, has, has come through, come through this, 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 this firestorm. And um, so I don't worry about healthcare as much as I do sort of everyone else. And, you know, I'm, I'm very uh, concerned about, um, you know, the political environment out there. I'm very concerned about, uh, you know, the midterms. I'm concerned really about 2024 presidential elections, what that looks like. That, that to me is, is, is uh, um, you know, the worst case scenario there is bad. 
And I don't think, I think we need to put ourselves into 2024, the post 2024 environment. And, and, and what does that look like when, when uh, that election doesn't get um, certified and mm. we, we go into a constitutional crisis and we don't have, uh, we don't have everybody agreeing on who the president of the United States is. What does that look like? Um, the other, the other thing that worries me is, uh, is, uh, China, Taiwan. I think, uh, if you listen to this president, President Z, um, he is clear. He's saying things that are very similar to what President Putin was saying before he went into Ukraine. Into the Ukraine. And he's saying, you know, he's saying, you know, uh, the, he's saying Taiwan is part of China and we cannot push the reunification, the liberation of Taiwan to the next generation. It has to be done, it has to be done by us. And so it's a matter of time. There's a lot of things that, that argue for now because of the posture of American forces there and because of where he is in his political uh, lifespan, right? And, uh, and where the Chinese people are. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of popular sentiment, especially among young people, to uh to 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 uh, uh you know be belligerent in terms of taiwan so what does a war with china look like that that is a that's a prospect that just uh you know from an emergency management perspective war is the is the mother of all crises right and and so what does war look like what does war look like what is what is internal constitutional crisis look like these are things that you know emergency managers need to be thinking about. They're not thinking about them now. Nobody's talking about what is the emergency management implication of a war with China. What is the what what, what is the emergency management implication of of a of a of not having a president in in in, in the White House? So these are these are you know we need to be tabletopping this stuff pretty yeah, pretty significantly, right? And and not just us, but you know, uh, you know, the the at, on the federal level, federal the the states need to be doing that. This you know, the state is the is the is the primary unit of government, and the states need to be those state emergency management agencies need to be thinking ahead. And, and I think they're still a little trapped in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> just, it's it's got to be spinning right now. I mean, I, I think for a little while, we'll be okay without a functioning federal government statewide, as long as the states have their, their act together. Um, I mean, that's why we have a federalism, right? That's, why, that's the whole purpose of it, in a sense. But uh, long term, I mean, we'll be vulnerable for outside attack, you know, uh, because they'll see it as a weakness. Somebody like China, for instance, would take that time uh, to do what they want to do in other parts of the world, and uh, it's going to be it would be a scary time. Well, do you remember two thousand? Yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember when they when they when they put the uh, the decision into the Supreme Court? That was that was Gore um, Bush. Gore Bush. Yeah. And and uh, you know that uh, the the nation was paralyzed un, until that was certified. I I think. I think the nation is going to just come to a screeching halt, right? Markets are going to are going to creep, you know. Um, but with the it's it's all about uncertainty because it's just going to freak people out. The other thing is, you know, is that um, and, and people don't appreciate this, but the amount of money that comes down to the states from the federal government mm -hmm. is 
is just staggering. staggering yeah. And so if you if that stops, if all of a sudden the checks stop, then a, that and, and that's where you start. If from a state emergency management perspective, you say, okay, what if all of the federal money stopped today? What does that look like from from in, in the state of you know Ohio? What does that look like? And <laughs> you can start with that. You can you, you can work that 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 aspect of it for a long time. Right? See, and that's what that's what I'm saying, Kelly. Like like on on this conversation, New York, California, Washington State, Ohio, Florida, Texas. I think they're going to be fine, you know, with for a little bit if if the money stops flowing from the federal government. But you know, states like Mississippi, you know, that rely yeah. upon federal government for to pay for everything, um, they're gonna, which is odd politically speaking. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, it, it's the states like that, you know. Um, well. That, that, that's it, Todd. I mean, you you know, and they talk about it a lot. Governors talk about it. Well, there's a certain kind of governor that talks about it. If they, they know what the amount of uh, money coming out of their state in federal taxes is and what they get back from the feds. Every governor knows that number. OK, mm-hmm. is it positive or negative? On the, in this case of Mississippi, like you said, that's a hugely positive number. The st- Mississippi gets does a lot better in terms of the money that 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 its citizens send to the federal government versus what the federal government sends back to the state. I mean, they, they're net positive. New York is a net negative, right? Um, other states are net negative. So then you start to think, to, if you, you know, you think you got the Greg Abbott's and the DeSantis of the world, and they start to think, okay, let me, okay, if I'm, if, if that's a negative flow for me, what exactly is the benefit of being part of this union? And you go, so go back to the founding fathers, and they asked, you know, Benjamin Franklin, what did you do? You, you made a republic. He said, he said, we made a republic if you can keep you can it. Keep I don't it, know yeah. that we can keep it. I don't know that it'll keep because, you know, that that cost benefit. You're you're looking at now and all these people are saying, OK, the FBI went into uh, they went into Mar-a-Lago. These federal agents had no business being there. And so you have this this whole, whole federal, uh, uh, you know, the states in opposition to the feds. And, uh, you know, I think this this the, 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 the ties that bind us could be a lot weaker than people think. And and so you could see I could see a, a, this fracturing that could happen very quickly, right? And they and and if you put yourself in a tabletop, you know the states might even get ready for that. They might even put their legislatures and say, "Hey, put the put the put the uh, put put the laws into place, and we'll just we'll just uh, cut cut ties. We'll go we'll go off on our own." Did you see Missouri's letter to the uh, ATF? Yeah, yeah. That's that kind of what that's that's kind of what made me think about it, Todd. Is that is that very letter that what was that the attorney general or something yeah really interesting letter and that's that that's actually where that's what prompted this kind of this, this kind of rant that i'm going on is that that very letter what i, I find that interesting know. though is like like we've had that we had that happen from california to the federal government specifically talking about like integration and working with ice right with immigration and california said nope we're not going to work with you yeah. um we're not even going to turn yeah. over we're not even going to turn over detainees to you um even though you have a a warrant for them um you know directly we're going to release them to the street and then you guys can pick them up later new york city's saying the same thing they tell them the same thing yeah so i mean so it's not it's it's not all like the 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 red states if you will against the the federal government it's you know there's there's blue states that are saying the same thing but just on uh, for different reasons that's right 100 percent. right so you got okay you got it on the right you got it on the left 
<laughs> you know, and and here's the here's the here's the real weird part. Like, I think like you know, ninety percent of the middle is this is this silent majority. Like you and me is just like, hey, just get along <laughs> for Christ's sake. Right. You know? It's like I don't I don't you know all this stuff you're talking about. Listen, I'm not saying it's not important, but I just you know I just want to I just want the USA to stay together. <laughs> you know. I want us to work through these things. I want us to be reasonable, and yet we're getting we are getting pulled apart by the right and the left here. And it's it's that's the scariest part is that when it's all said and done, the damage it's a toxic environment, and toxic means people don't give a shit if they burn it down. Right, burn it down. Both sides. yeah, that's, that's the crazy part about it. It's like, yeah, I, I, it's it's like you, you hear you hear the rhetoric coming from you know, the, uh, the socialists, the, the Antifa crowd. Right. And they're just like, ah, you know, and then you hear the rhetoric coming from like the, uh, the, the pro Trump, the far right, you know, side, the, the, whatever the, uh, what do you call those guys? The, um, the, MAGA, uh, the, the no, no, the, not the, oh, yeah, the, I know it. The boys, what are they called? Not the boogaloo Proud boys. boys. Proud boys, you know, the, like that side of the thing, you know, and, and like they're out, they're the opposite sides of the same coin. They just, they, they just want to fight and and whether they're, um, um, you know, larping in the street, which seems to be like up in Portland, there seems to be a lot of that going on. Um, you know, they they, the scary part about it is is people people listen to it and and my friend Brian and I we have this conversation all the time about like you know. Brian's like, oh, it's all for show, which I, I agree a lot of it is, right? Like these, they go and they do the LARPing battles, you know, where they hit each other with trash can lids or whatever. You know, they, yeah. a, lot, a lot of, it's like, it's like kids in high school, like, ah, you want to fight and they puff their chest up and nothing really ever happens, you know, but at some point something will happen. You know, somebody will, yeah, somebody true. will, will bring a gun or stab somebody or something like that will occur. Um, and uh, that will just, you know, that that's the part that scares me. Is that the the two loudmouths and the, and the two bullies, if you will, on either side get together and and one of them decides to to go down and that's all it takes because I mean if you think about the first civil war, uh, South Carolina was the one who said okay we'll shoot shoot at the fort and that was it right you know before right. that it was just a lot of just rhetoric going back and forth. No, um, and and you think exactly right. You think about Virginia and North Carolina and these other big states. I, I don't think. I don't know that it would have initiated the civil war would have initiated in those big states, but you're right. South Carolina went ahead and it, it and it's always that way. Like it's always the kind of, oh, and I'm not, I don't want to say anything against South Carolina. It's a great state, but, but uh, I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be the, it's going to be the, the, um, you know, the, uh, the irrational, the, uh, the, the, um, you know, people, you know, well, well, think about this. Think about this mass shooting wave that has that has swept over us. Right. Who perpetrates these mass shootings? They, they're they are, you know, they're young males with with basically, you know, nothing to lose. They are they are they are at the at the bottom of of societal of society in terms of the of, of their power. They're, what did I hear this term? Oh, you've heard this. Um, they're they're. Uh, um, uh, they're, they're the um, unwilling celibates, or what are they called? Oh, they're, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't remember the term exactly, but yeah. So, so you know, it, you, they, 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 the ones that can't get girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, they're incels or something, and they yeah, unwilling. yeah, and and so so these are the people, uh, and I don't want to say losers, right? But the losers are gonna are gonna uh, uh, they want to bring the the society down with them. They want everybody to lose, and and guess what? 
I, I you know, I don't want to lose. I, I don't want to go there with you. I, I have no interest in 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 your agendas, whether it's right, left, or otherwise. My agenda is I don't want to have to work the disaster that you're going to create. I, right. I, I just want to have. I I just want to you know. I, I just want people to 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 uh, be reasonable and and get along so that we can you know we can teach our kids and and build you know create jobs and people can can you know have families and do what they want to do and and that's not that's you know we'll get back to that todd but i think it it it, it might get a lot worse before it gets a lot better in that i think that so too that scares me you know i mean i have i have a 19 year old um and i have a nine-year-old you know and i trying to see what the world's going to shape up for them and what, what the yeah. legacy that we're leaving is for them. And it, it doesn't, uh, doesn't give me warm, warm feelings to uh, what's going to happen. That's what it's know? all about. It's about the nine-year-olds. I mean, let's keep this shit together for the nine-year-olds. Can we, I mean, how, you know, is that too much to ask? Cause they, they deserve to have a, 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 a you know, they deserve everything, every opportunity that we have. And, you know, we're talking about the United States we're talking about, you know, and that's the other thing, my, I, you know, I think a lot of these 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 teenagers, they, they you know they're they're all spun up. They're you know they're they're in TikTok all day long. They have no perspective. Like you know go go to go to Africa, go to Haiti. You know go go to these places that people don't have anything. And 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 you want to burn this down, like like you know yeah. you're gonna end up. You want you want it to be. You want to you want to <clears throat> turn it into a failed state. That's why I believe. I really truly believe um, that we should have. I don't like the idea of forced military service, essentially. Um, I don't think that's good for everybody. But I think that we should have forced service of some kind, whether you choose to go in the military, whether you go into like the disaster course for two years, whether you go into the citizen or the uh, or the uh, peace corps, whether you go into some sort of conservation corps, something like that, where you have to do service back to your community. To Whether it's a federal government program or a state government program, you have to give service back to the community. And I really would like to see the very wealthy people serving Skid Row in, in Los Angeles, right? You know, yeah. and it, you know what I mean? Like saying, oh, yeah, there is another side. And whether they're dealing with crazies or whatever, if they're going down into San Francisco and having to, you know, clean poop off the street because of the homeless, at least they understand what the, what, the, what the cause is. Because right now, the wealthy are able to insulate themselves from, from it, you know, and, and I have to be, I'm guilty. Right. I'm guilty of it. My children are pretty well insulated from from that bad stuff that's happening because we're in Orange County, California, and we have the luxury of not having to go downtown Los Angeles. But um, uh, when they're of age, you know, when they can handle the stresses of stuff, um, putting them into that situation, I think is appropriate. Um, you know, um, and maybe I should uh, necessarily shelter, but maybe I should do a better job of of, of not insulating my children to the, to the real aspects of the world, because my son isn't, my son went on mission trips and stuff. So he went to those areas where, where yeah. it was really, yeah. You know, so well, he understands. You know? That's, that's, you know, I think, I think if you engage it and mission trips and my son's been on mission trips and my daughter's been on them and, and, but I, I agree with you. I think that service service thing is super important. And, and I also agree with the other thing that you're, you're, you said, which is, you know, this income inequality, the fact that the 1% is so incredibly wealthy these days that this is exacerbating. This is what this, this is. And it may be the primary driver of this social uh, fabric giving way is, is this, is, is this vast income equality that's happening. And um, so, you know, these are, these are forces that we can't control. 
but but as emergency managers, you know, it's it's definitely job security, man. I mean, like, <laughs> holy crap! Like, it's it's like, you know, there's no there's no, there's going to be no shortage of work. That's for sure. Absolutely. Hey, Kelly, thank you so much for spending time with me today. It's always a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Thank you, man. It's great, great talking to you as always, Todd, and and take care.